0: Hello everyone, my name is Lawrence. Hi, Lawrence. Let me tell you about our city. It is the best city in Washington State, in my opinion. It is located on I-5, halfway between Seattle and Portland. We are in Lewis County, yeah. right near the confluence Of the Chehalis and Skookumchuk Rivers. Lawrence of Centralia. We are generally conservative and we lean Republican. Will not be presented at this time. The great Sonics basketball player Detlef Schrempf went to high school here. In order to bring you this special podcast. Man, could that guy dribble. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a peculiar podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at.
1: And Lisa Foster. She's
0: dangerous. Leave, hey,
1: you're off. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> can
0: you dig it? Here? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love and time. time. For a while, for a very short while, I kind of dug this New Age music, and this guy was probably the biggest star in New Age, a pianist named George Winston, who checked out at the age of 74, and that's really all I have to say about that. By the way, how are you, Lisa?
1: I'm doing very well, sir. How are Uh, you?
0: Well, I'll put an end to that. Uh, It's been a (laughs) long while since we've done a podcast, so... Yeah. Uh, we've got to catch up, and I'm going to kind of go really quickly through. Uh, it has become our tradition, I don't know why, to talk about people who are not with us anymore. But it's right. so it's kind of a history lesson as well. It catches us up on people perhaps we had never heard of before, didn't know mm-hmm. uh, the significance of their lives and how they impacted our uh, our science, our mm-hmm. history, our culture.
1: And sometimes it helps us uh, because we already, we thought they were already dead. <laughs> <laughs> and we're know. like, oh, I thought he died 10 years ago. What? He died yeah. just last week. Huh.
0: Yeah, I know I need to get, I need to think about this comment I got from a list, uh, one of our listeners. Well, our listener. Yeah. Who's, who said, why don't you just change the name of your podcast to Who Croaked This Week? Because you spend so much time, and I'm sorry, but it's a way to slide into this Right into this little enterprise. So I'm going to go fast, relatively fast. Here's here's
1: here's what people don't. I think some people think, and this we were guilty of on in our radio days, I think people assume that we've got a list of topics that have been well researched. They, uh, we've got talking points. Uh, we have an idea of how much time we're going to spend on each topic and fill the episode in a very, you know, we have a, you know, it's all pre-planned. The people who think
0: that Lisa are thinking of good (laughs) radio shows. (laughs) (laughs) They're thinking of guys that have high ratings because they prepare they think it out. They respect their audience. They want to give them the best show they can. I know. It's like putting a Broadway play on stage and you have not rehearsed at all. Exactly. Nobody knows where they're supposed to stand, just... what, what, what the script says. None of it. <laughs> Haven't practiced any dance moves. Here you go. Here that's it is.
1: That's one of my. That's one of my stress dreams Is being in a play and not knowing the lines. But oh, so oh, so the purpose too. of doing the dead people portion is to give us time to think of shit.
0: <laughs> that sounds got... like a very uh, slick little uh, yeah. remark to make. But you're absolutely correct. However, yes,
1: with that remark. yes. Okay,
0: so you mentioned somebody, and then you mentioned that, and it leads you to, oh, that reminds me of a story, you know, that kind of thing. Exactly, that's where we're coming from. Okay, so let me dance along here, and I didn't put these in chronological order of. Astrid Gilberto. Ooh, that sounds exotic. She was eighty-three. The very first recording she ever made was this one, The Girl from Ipanema. <gasps>
1: That's her. Yeah. And then- Yeah, that was a song from uh, the '60s, right? I think that's 1960,
0: right. Yeah. 1960. Yeah.
1: I remember reading about her passing because this happened a few weeks ago, and apparently she had no singing training. She was not a an actual singer that had been, you know, coached on how to use her voice. Correct. I also, you probably know this. I didn't realize this that. That it's big in Hollywood. This is sort of the joke in Hollywood to include that song in uh, eleva- elevator scenes. Like if you've ever watched Mr. and Mrs. Smith with mm-hmm. Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt, they're into this big firefight and there's massive ammunition and things exploding, and they're in a, in a store and they hop in the elevator to to get away very quiet and this song is playing as they're riding up the elevator. It's so great. Such a great scene. And
0: then the elevator opens and it's chaos yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. chaos yeah. ensues. Yep, yeah. yeah. Love it. Uh, I used to, you know, this song, when I first started in radio, and mm-hmm. I was way even before high school, I used to play this song and you, you, you know this part of the refrain. Well, I always used to change it and I would add a different uh, sound. So so it would be something like this.
1: And they that's... let you do that? They let you do that on the air?
0: Yeah, and that's how I got fired from my first radio job.
1: Let that be a lesson to you.
0: You're fired! And it was always over this issue. And I never could figure it out. <laughs> Pat, you were doing really well, and then you played the girl from Empenima, and we're gonna have to let you go. <laughs> One of my favorite actors, a lot of people's, Alan Arkin, passed on. Oh yeah, eighty nine. I didn't know he was that old. It's the chair, Susie, so you can sit down. <laughs> Might really? remember him best from Little Miss Sunshine. Just charming. Perfect, perfect. You're the world champion growler. Time for your beauty rest. Get in there. Okay. And also, if have you ever seen Glenn Gary, Glen Ross?
1: Uh, was Al Pacino in that?
0: No. Uh, most, perhaps most notably, even though he wasn't, uh, uh Jack Lemmon was in it. I remember.
1: Oh, Alan okay. Alan Arkin was different.
0: in it, and it has to do. Uh, in the most famous scene, Alec Baldwin. I mean, he comes into his own as uh-huh. this very profane guy who's come in to try and pump up the sales in this company. And what he basically does is browbeats and uh, and insults every single salesperson. I can play a little bit of it here on our podcast, but it is so full of profanity. But that's what makes it so great. Uh, here's, a, here's a bit of Alec Baldwin. Anyway, let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. I'm here from downtown. I'm here from Mitch and Murray. Your name's Levine?
1: Yeah.
0: You call yourself a salesman, you son of a bitch? I don't gotta listen to this shit. You certainly don't, pal. Cause the good news is, you're fired. The bad news is, you've got all you've got just one week to regain your job, starting with tonight. Starting with tonight's sit. Oh. Have I got your attention now? Okay, let's move on here. A comedian named Pat Cooper died at the age of 93. Never here's heard a little. Her. Here's It's a man. Oh. And why did you think Pat Cooper Sorry. was a woman?
1: Sorry, What does Pat. that
0: say? What does that say? <laughs> this Pat Cooper, a man, here's a little bit of his act. We are the parents that will go down in history as the greatest parents in the world. Because we pay through the nose. <laughs> we don't get away with nothing. $20, $30 for shoes for the kids. God forbid they should walk a little cuck <laughs> My mother wore shoes, nine pair for $3. Whether they fit you or not, you wore them. <laughs> High heels, low heels, you wore them. One day a said, Mom, my shoes are tight. She said, why don't you fold your toes? And that's about enough of it, because he wasn't my favorite, but he was 93. My I- brother, uh, Mike was involved with a marketing company, and he would travel a lot and they would meet with a board of directors of this company that he was with and one of those guys on this board that my brother Mike got to know quite well was a fellow named joe p dot that's how he pronounced his name p dot p e d o t t well Joe P dot has passed away he was uh, ninety one years old
1: we've talked about him before. What did he invent
0: he didn't invent, but he marketed. The chia pet. There's a new pet.
1: Ch-ch-ch-chia.
0: Chia pet. The pottery that grows. It's but he what? was an advertising executive, and he was walking around, and he met the head of sales at a thrifty drugstore, and he happened to ask the guy, "Hey, what's the top selling item at your drugstore?" And this guy said, "Ah, it's this chia thing. It's really stupid. I don't know why people <laughs> buy it, but they like <laughs> they like it. I don't get it." So Joe goes, "Aha." the only problem with your best selling product is uh, that maybe it's not advertised enough even with no advertising it's your top selling product so joe said i'm going to get the rights to this product he did and he started so marketing smart. it very very aggressively and uh, you know everybody knows this little ditty
1: Ch-ch-ch-ch-a.
0: the clapper was another of joe's big deals
1: yeah but- Clap on, clap off the clamber. Super smart. That's that's the kind of man I want to marry.
0: Well, it's a little late for Joe, but I know, dang looking. it. Keep looking. <laughs> uh, but Joe Pete like you said, became a gazillioner, but but he was very philanthropic as well and gave yeah. a lot of money to people. So good, good man. My brother loved him. Here's oh. some, some other Bobby Osborne died at ninety one he was uh, a mandolin player, and he was with a group called the Osborne Brothers, which was really him and his brother, Sonny. But they were bluegrass musicians, but they kind of broke with bluegrass. And if you were a bluegrass purist, you didn't like some of the stuff they did because they used drums, electric guitars, bass, even string section. And this was their biggest hit, "Rocky Top," in 1967. <laughs> And they would do it with Bobby Osborne's voice above the harmony singers, Mm. which was also kind of against the rules for bluegrass, but they did it anyway, and they were quite successful. Bobby Osborne, 91. (laughs) Sheldon Harnick, 99. Who
1: are these people? Why are you talking about
0: them? Uh, He was a lyricist, words for songs, but most notably for the hugely popular and enormous hit on Broadway and in the movies, Fiddler on the Roof. So he wrote uh, Matchmaker, Tradition, Sunrise, Sunset.
1: Oh, okay. Sorry, I got so mad. Those are good songs. (laughs) Sunrise,
0: Sunset. Sunrise, sunset, And the song that Joe P. Dot used to sing, If I Were a Rich Man. If I Were a Rich Man, Ya Beri Briva Blah. Sheldon Harnick. All day long I biddy biddy long. If I were a wealthy man, still moving here. Teresa Taylor. Do you know who Teresa Taylor was? She You've was a not drummer.
1: mentioned one person that I know yet.
0: Teresa Taylor was in the 1990 film Slackers.
1: Except for Alan Arkin.
0: Teresa just I- passed away at the age of 60. But this, now you'll know who this is. She was the drummer for the Butthole Surfers. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: <laughs> I do know her.
0: I don't mind the sun I don't know if she really deserves to be mentioned in our rather <laughs> short presentation here, but it gave me a chance to say butthole surfers. Hey. Daniel Ellsberg, who leaked the Pentagon paper, basically telling the public the truth about the Vietnam War, that a lot of these... Politicians, uh, Senate, congressional people, even the presidents were lying about what was really happening. He wasn't popular with them, but he died. Mm -hmm. Uh, Back in 1971, he he leaked the Pentagon Papers, and he was 92 when he passed away. And when I held the piece of paper in my hand that had that figure that they'd sent out unembarrassedly, you know, proudly to the president, here's what we will do, I thought, this is the most evil plan that has ever existed. Carol Higgins Clark, the writer, <sighs> daughter of Mary Higgins Clark. Glenda, oh. Oh, Glenda Jackson. Glenda Jackson, oh, 87. Yeah, yeah. A two-time Oscar winner.
1: Yeah, she's yeah. a great actress.
0: Rock out in the sack, as I assume. A mixed metaphor. Undoubtedly American and probably nasty. Cormac McCarthy, 89. A great author. All the pretty horses. The road. No country for old men. They all became movies. As you mentioned, Ted Kaczynski. Ted oh, maybe Kaczynski. you didn't mention it, but I know you were thinking of it. Ted yeah. Kaczynski, 81, the Unabomber. His, yeah. He, he just wanted to destroy the industrial society. That's all.
1: hmm Yeah, he was just trying to help. That's he was.
0: all. He was. doing a, He was brilliant, actually, a Harvard. Uh,
1: I d- know. He was a mathematician. That. And yeah. yeah, I totally forgot about all of that.
0: Yeah. He wrote a, these manifestos in his little tar paper shack in Montana. Yeah. Uh, then he got arrested and he was in jail and he died there. Pat Robertson uh, passed at ninety three. Remember Pat Robertson? Uh, no. Well, he, he founded an organization, Lisa, called the Seven Hundred Club. Oh, him. And and we 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 <laughs> just we just we just. Uh, we just uh, we believe that uh, the end days are at hand. And, and 9-11, when those, <laughs> those people uh, blew them buildings down, t- oh, that yeah. was God telling the American oh, people that they've sinned. That's right. He ran for president in 1988, and he came in second. Of all things in the Iowa caucuses. That's too
1: close. That's yeah. way too close. Second yeah. should not in that, the
0: Iowa caucuses. Then his campaign. Vote I don't partner. care. That's yeah. too close. Yeah. Cynthia Wheel, uh, who oh with my her God, husband, are you done yet? partner Barry Mann, she wrote the words to th- songs like You've Lost That Love and Feeling. You never close. And she wrote for the Righteous Brothers a song called We Gotta Get Out of This Place. And they said, eh, yeah, we don't want to record that. said, okay, I'll give it to these guys instead. The Animals. We gotta get out of this place If this the last thing we ever do And Eric Burden and The Animals made a hit out of We Gotta Get Out of This Place. Lisa, I'm done except for one more. I gotta mention him because this man invented the lithium... Ion battery.
1: Love lithium.
0: He won the no- <laughs> he won the Nobel Prize, uh, but he was ninety seven when he won the Nobel Prize. So it was a couple of years ago. Wow! He just, he just died at the age of a hundred, and his name was John B. Goodenough. And know it. I think he went to his grave bitter that they would not name his invention. Mind you, the Goodenough lithium ion battery What's wrong with that name? Yeah,
1: I I don't
0: they, know. They just decided now we can't call it that. And and that battery is we use it in all our wireless devices. It's,
1: yeah, and it's also killing the planet, too. Electric so. and
0: hybrid cars. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's killing the planet. Mm-hmm. John Goodenough. 100 yeah, years thanks old. A okay, lot, I'm John. done. I am done. It's all- Hey, so Good Lord, uh, it you took are twenty minutes to get through those. I'm you were right.
1: Ted Kaczynski uh, died by suicide in his prison cell after s- having served more than twenty-five years of his life sentence. So it just. I didn't realize this, but what you, you, you make it 25 years. And then on 25 years and a day, you go, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I, I can't take it anymore. Yes, that's
0: enough. That's enough. Well, if he w- was still alive, and as you said, he served 25 years in prison, wouldn't you want to come to him and say, Mr. Kaczynski, thank you for your service.
1: Yeah. Shelled well, him. he had a, it was a life sentence. So, I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't know if he was ill or or what was going on but yeah there's i, I was looking at pictures he's he was a good-looking man when we when he was in college and pursuing his math mathematics masters and good-looking well, clean-cut yeah, yeah. man With a little and luck then, you
0: could have been lisa kaczynski but things did work out so well dang it and I now that's
1: it. too late <laughs> now i love it's you too late ted. For that.
0: <laughs> i love you ted well thank you lisa we're moving Oh, we are? Where are we going? We're going to this uh, this uh, property that I have in Montana. Uh, We're going to the country. You like, you like the woods? Well, I guess so. Well, well, then you're going to love this place. Now, it's not palatial. I mean, it's not huge. Uh, but uh, I think you can be very comfortable there. Okay. Well, I yeah. love you, Ted, so take me wherever you want. Oh, yeah. and I'm going to be busy a lot of the time. Uh, <laughs> typing a, a thing i like to call my manifesto oh okay so you could just stay out in the kitchen cooking stuff keep me well fed because i gotta keep this brain working and these fingers tapping
1: <laughs> out in the kitchen cooking stuff <laughs> yeah that's what i was born to yeah. do
0: <laughs> so all of that is done God. now finally okay Um. Uh, so and uh so hey uh, hey yeah, hey yeah, hey how's hey, your butt on cuz
1: that's one reason just be just so people know that's one reason we were so delayed in getting uh, yeah, getting right. together again yeah. but uh because you had a butt thing
0: I had a uh, what they call what everybody calls especially doctors a colonoscopy <gasps> which sounds like a course you might take in college What's you doing I'm a colonoscopy major <laughs> Oh congratulations What's your minor Also colonoscopy <laughs>
1: How often do you get these done? Is that too personal a question?
0: No, it's not. And, you know, and I'm probably doing it differently than most people. I like to get one like about every 10 days. And the just to be sa- safe. Doctors will usually say, no, you don't need to get them that frequently. <laughs> uh, maybe once a year or maybe five years, but not every 10 days, Cashman. And I said, nah, I just want to be safe. No, yeah. uh, actually, um, I think once you get the age of 50 or so, somewhere in there doctors recommend that you should get a colonoscopy and on the the extreme chance that nobody knows what that is they take this long device with a camera on the end of it and so this is a great procedure for anybody that has always wanted to be on tv and they go in with this uh this device mm-hmm. and they look and they go down your colon Mm-hmm. Some distance, not all the way to the end. They
1: go down some... it, or they did go up it.
0: Well, I don't. Well, they have you on your side, so are you going? I guess you're going up. Uh, I don't think if you went down, you you'd be headed down. toward.
1: You'd be headed toward your knees, and I don't yeah. think that's the way it goes.
0: Well, my particular calling does <laughs> extend to my knees. Uh, that's <laughs> it's a bit of, no, of an anomaly. That's why they want me to do it every ten days. Yeah. <laughs> No, um, just,
1: they have to string three cameras together just to make the trip. <laughs> oh my god!
0: Yeah, and, and and Lisa and Lisa, they they when you, the procedure is done, they send you home. At least yeah. my doctor does with yeah. pictures. <laughs> I have photos of my colonoscopy. I'll send them to you. We no, could you we, we could post mind. them on our website. I don't see it. We'll, I don't we'll try to trick people. It. We'll tell them it's my vacation trip. To the Carlsbad Caverns,
1: are, are they color? Are
0: yeah.
1: they color pictures? Or yeah. Are they black and white?
0: No, they're color, baby. Is
1: it all pink in there?
0: <laughs> yeah, kind of pink. Kind of pink. Yeah, I'm not going to continue. Don't but know you, what it if you you're
1: okay. Everything's yeah, okay.
0: Everything was great. Okay, uh, good. They have when many times when they go in, they find what they call polyps, sometimes called pialops.
1: I, yeah, I don't yeah. like that word. polyp. Yeah. there's no, no good can come from a polyp.
0: Yeah. And they found six last time I did the colonoscopy, but this most recent one, zero, none clean, so as, thought, a clean nice. as a whistle. Nice, yeah. God. I am going to send you those pictures. I, I'm okay. so proud of it. <laughs> okay, great. You're going to love it. Okay. So, I so we're going. You have to, they do put you under, they give you some kind of anesthetic, so you're not like deeply under like you're having a four hour bypass yeah. heart surgery, but you're they they kind of snow you, so you can't remember anything. So yeah you have to have somebody that drives you home. And so that right. task fell to my wife. So we're getting ready, we're going out to the car, she's gonna drive me in to get this colonoscopy. And she goes, Whoa, not so fast, mister I go, what? She said, You're not going like that. And and I said, what do you mean? She said, you got your t the T-shirt you're wearing. First of all, you're wearing a T-shirt and it's wrinkled and the <laughs> pants, you've got dirt on your pants and those shoes are stupid and your hair's messed up. <laughs> I, <And> I, <laughs> I said, I that's said,
1: usually how you look.
0: I said, yeah, that's, this is me. This is how I look. And, and I, am I, you know, I'm, I, last time I went to get a columnoscopy, I didn't say, oh, please put more clothes on, sir. <laughs> No, they want, you're taking your clothes off to get it. So what do they care what I'm wearing? <laughs> and I, uh and she said, I don't care. You've got to get from the parking lot into the lobby of the procedure place. And you're not going to, I'm not going to be there with you. I don't want to watch. Sh-
1: your shoes are stupid.
0: So then I thought this will be the clincher. This is how I will win the argument. Oh, no. I'll say, well. It's not as though I just got an invitation to the coronation of King Charles. <laughs> and she said, "This is so great." She said, "And now you know why." Oh! <laughs> Couldn't argue with that. I went no in and kidding. changed my clothes. Yeah,
1: that was aw- touche. Yeah, nice, yeah. nicely done, Missus Patty Cashman. Yeah.
0: She's great. She can, de- she can just end and. In- End a discussion with a brilliant remark. Yesterday we're out on a bike ride because we're going through a golf course and I stop and I'm watching these guys tee off. And Patty said, why are we stopping here to watch this? And I go, because I, I golf myself. I like to golf. I, I like. To, it's fun for me to watch other golfers do their thing. And she, and she said, without missing a beat, she said, oh, okay. Uh, let's stop and watch somebody vacuuming.
1: This is why I, I love her so much. You've been
0: topped. With. Yeah. Uh, okay, so <sighs> I, I don't want to make this all about me, but I uh, I got a, a opportunity to give a keynote speech uh, up in Washington State last week. Uh-huh. And it's in a beautiful re- – have you ever been to SunCadia? It's up uh, in Washington State. It's near the little town of Roslyn, not far nope. from Elum.
1: I've heard of it, but never been.
0: So I go there, and they—they're going to put us up for three days. Uh, Patty came with me, my wife, and this uh, resort, and it's gorgeous. It's a beautiful mm. place. But we get there, and we arrive at three o'clock, because generally you can check into a place at three o'clock or so. We don't get our, into our room until eight thirty at night. It took us what? Yeah, why? Five and a half hours. Uh, they never did fully explain why it took so long. We weren't the only ones, but the rooms are great and everything, but that was not a great way to start. So the next night I'm supposed to give this speech and I'm making notes and I go to, uh, you know, other events and start, you know, writing jokes about things that I think will be funny. I noticed that the room I'm going to give my speech in has these three giant chandeliers hanging overhead. So I figured when I start my speech, I'll say, oh, by the way, stick around after the speech. Uh, We're going to have a raffle, and somebody is going home with these beautiful (laughs) chandeliers. And these things are huge. I mean, they're they're like 12 by 12 chandeliers. so So I'm supposed to go on to 7 o'clock at night. They're having a dinner. But, of course, before that, they have an hospitality hour for an hour and a half. And then they're going to have dinner at 7 o'clock, and I begin speaking for an hour to this group. Well, they've had an hour and a half hospitality hour. And even before seven, these people are smashed. I mean, they're <laughs> drunk, they're they're rowdy, they're grumpy, you know, they're an ill temper. But mostly Ooh. they're just getting sleepy. They're tired. Yeah. I think, man, I better get through this quick. So they don't bring me on at seven. Now it's seven fifteen, seven twenty. At about seven thirty, a guy I comes know. on stage and goes, Okay, everybody. I'd like to introduce you now to our keynote speaker tonight. He's a and then somebody jumps in front of him and goes, No, wait, Doug, wait. No, we, we gotta do a we're gonna do a raffle first. Oh, that's right. Okay, we're gonna do a raffle first, and then I'll bring our speaker up here. So he goes off the stage. They do this raffle, goes on for twenty, twenty-five minutes. So now it's uh about eight fifteen, eight twenty, an hour and twenty minutes after I was supposed to begin speaking. This crowd now, if they were sleepy and grumpy and groggy before, they are triple that now. And I'm just looking at this sea of faces. They're yawning. Their their eyes are half open. I mean, it's just, and some of them are leaving, of course. Okay. Now, that raffle was fun. Now, it's time to introduce our keynote speaker. His name is, wait, 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 Doug. No, wait. We have to do... Uh, paddle raise first. We're trying to raise money for oh, the god. boys and girls club. Oh my god! So they do this paddle raise thing. I don't know if What's you've been a,
1: to... What is a paddle raise? Oh, just everybody who wants to donate fifty bucks. Yes, raise exactly. Your... Yeah, yeah, who
0: will yeah, yeah. give me. who will give me fifty dollars, and paddles go yep. up. So that goes on forever, oh, forever. <laughs> and now it is almost. I 9 wasn't o'clock. even
1: there. I wasn't even there, and I'm annoyed. Well, god, it's,
0: t- it's t- you know you think about it. And I'm boohoo me and all of that, but. The, the fact is, if you're going to give a speech or you're going to sing a song or whatever, you're at the mercy of, of whoever's, sh- I mean, this is not my show. This is their show. They could do it any way they want. But, you know, you think if you're paying for the speaker, you want to put him on in a in a way that he, and by extension, our convention group will be most successful. He's finally, now <laughs> here's our guest speaker, and he goes, and he and I'd come up on stage and I'd say, Congratulations everybody on winning on raising forty one thousand dollars. That is a lot of money. Forty one thousand dollars. I was so inspired by what I have just seen in your generosity that I've decided that I am going to donate my speaker's fee this <laughs> evening. And everybody <laughs> everybody applauds you know you got to applaud for that what a right good, what a cool guy God, yeah he is so generous and when the applause ends i say so then that means you've raised a total of forty one thousand and fifteen dollars tonight <laughs> ladies and gentlemen congratulations uh, and so i got a few laughs along the way but it was like a balloon and you can hear the air coming out of it oh, and, and it just it it's it started okay and then it just it just started just started going south and and i could see people yawning falling asleep they would laugh a little bit but almost reflexively you know yeah one guy down in front was falling out of his chair laughing at stuff so pretty soon i just started playing to him and then (laughs) i look around and he's left he's gone even he couldn't take anymore (laughs) Uh, so, so, uh, but on these speeches, I would close them with a bit I, I did years ago called Roscoe's Oriental Rug Emporium. <laughs> did it on the radio, did a TV bit about it. Mm-hmm. It is, yep. It is as much of a bulletproof closing as I've ever had. If everything else went wrong, I know that I got this baby in the back of my holster. And when yep. I put that in the chamber and fire that one, they're all they're going to remember is how hilarious that closing bit was. They won't remember all the other 58 minutes before. Right. I play this bit. It is crickets. It's never happened <gasps> in my life that what? this thing has. It's just mostly crickets. And I'm just thinking, no. I can't believe this is happening. This bit never failed, it's failed. And it wow. just, everything ended kind of with a whimper. A couple of people, yeah, good job. That was fair. Uh, way to go. But not much, and Jesus. and I got out of there like my pants were on fire. I get up, get up to our room, and my wife said, "How'd it go?" I said, "Uh, you know, we're, we they gave us a room for tomorrow night. We ain't staying here. I'm gonna, we're gonna get out of here as fast as we can <laughs> in the morning, and I'm gonna drive the getaway car." Am I? We're gonna
1: sneak out in the middle of the night. Oh
0: God, what a night! I I thought about that actually. Yeah. Oh God, Even in the middle of the night. Now my perception may be off. Maybe they thought ah, it was it was just fine, but yeah. But you can Isn't only go always by the, how you feel. That's
1: yeah. always the truth. You 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 can have ten people experience the same thing and come away with a different perception of what yeah. happened. So yeah. So
0: I don't know really. I guess I don't know fully how it went over with the twelve remaining people in the room. But do you
1: th- <laughs> do you think was. they'll invite you back? No,
0: no, no, no. <laughs> Really? No, I'm, I'm done. No, no. We're not having <laughs> that. Guy. They will invite anybody back. Of the how many billion people live on this planet, I, oh my that's God. one they can check off their list. That's so funny. It just, yeah. It just was the perfect storm. See you later, alligator. So long. That's all. Goodbye. Then yesterday, I just got back from a memorial service for a dear cousin about four years older. It was pretty, she had passed away late last year. So I, I embrace the idea of people who have memorial services uh, after a bit of time has gone by. I think that's a great practice. Mm. I mean, unless you have a religious reason, perhaps mm-hmm. you're Jewish and obligated to put the body in the ground within, what right. is it, a day or three or something. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, yeah, let some time go by. Let people get over the the really hard grieving part of it and then start thinking of stories they want to tell happy memories they have of the person and so on so that's what this was but as we're getting ready to leave I run into a guy who's married to one of my other cousins and this guy his name is Ron you'd think he was from like uh, I don't know the deep like Texas you'd think he was from Texas Mm because he talks like this now he's from Oregon grew up in Oregon (laughs) but he talks like this all the time (laughs) It used to entertain the kids. He he would he 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 stick a beer bottle, uh, you know, a capped beer bottle in his eye socket, and then pop the cap off as if with what? his eye socket. It was a trick, oh. but the kids bought it, and even I bought it for a long time because he wow. just he just makes a little <laughs> noise as it comes off. It's already <laughs> loose. It's just a trick, but uh-huh. he's a marvelously entertaining guy. And I was ta- talking to him about, uh, I don't know how the subject of golf came up, but he said, yeah, you know, I was playing golf with this fella, Bob, uh, about two weeks ago, and uh, I hit the ball. I teed it off, and Bob was standing over there by his cart, bending over, <laughs> picking something up, and my ball flew off my club head and stuck right square in his ass. <laughs> And I said, Oh, it did not. She said, no, I am not kidding. I am not kidding. It's stuck in there. It just was a perfect shot. I couldn't have done it if I tried fifty thousand more times. It went and it stuck right in the crack of his butt. And
1: did the guy have his pants off? Or no, what?
0: I g I don't think so. Maybe. I didn't I didn't ask that. That's a You good see question. you
1: need me around to ask these details yes. do, do the follow
0: up question, yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And he said, and that guy what? wheeled around on me and said, "You son of a bitch." <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, if he called you a son of a bitch, that tells me that he thought that you did that on purpose, and that and that you are that accurate that you could hit a ball right into his buttock. Exactly. I <laughs> just so just funny. the vision of that. And then, and then I said, <sighs> so so did you play it from there or did you <laughs> take a penalty shot? Oh my straight god. Straight down the middle. It went straight down the middle. Then it started to hook. Just a wee wee bit. That's when McCaddy lost sight of it. That
1: little white pallet has never been found
0: to this day. But it went straight down the middle. My point is that I have been in my car. Oh, then I did a shoot uh, for commercial shoot. We got home and the very next day I got back in the car to go up to Seattle for a commercial shoot. Uh, I drove all the way up there. We did the shoot and I drove all the way back here now oh that's a total of about 750 miles jeez so it's cra- crazy and so i can't i just can't be in my car anymore yeah. lisa
1: i don't blame you
0: i remember don't. a guy saying something during that uh, eulogy part of that memorial i went to and they said you know i used to love talking to her name was sue i used to love talking to sue when she was alive <laughs> go. Well, yeah, when she's alive, but we all say that all the time. Uh-huh. I remember Jerry said to me before he died. Well, yeah, yeah, he didn't say it to you after he died, but we always add that part. So for some right. stupid yeah. reason, yeah, unless he's still talking to her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true, and,
0: and that's another reason I should have had you with me to do that follow-up question.
1: Yeah, you need you need me more than you think.
0: I uh. I have no particular uh, topic left, and we're getting to the end of it here. But here's a couple of just quick observations I have. People who blow their nose oh, into God. hankies. Oh, God. And then they pull back the Hanky to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> what do they think they're going to see? What are they looking for? Blood? I guess. Are they? Are they just wanting to see? Hey, that's not bad. I
1: am Always looking for blood. <laughs> it doesn't...
0: Well, that's a legitimate concern, but I don't I mean, think would you take for a
1: for that. When you take a Q-tip out of your ear, look for blood. Just look for blood. <laughs> Every, just, it's just your a finger good habit. out of your nose. Yeah. I don't know. You're right. That's sort of. um <clears throat> That's. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know either. I just. It's just an observation. Here's another observation. Oh In the movies and TV. You, you'll always hear, usually it's a bad guy or or some guy of authority and, he'll always, and they'll have a voice like this. You give me one more look like that, mister. <laughs> and you're a dead man. <laughs> yes. and, I, and I'm thinking, there is one of the big differences between the movies and TV and real life. Yes. Because when in your life have you heard a guy <laughs> you know, you're, you're buying a piece of cheese at a cheese shop. Yes, I'd like some Roquefort, please. Yeah. You, know, you want any <laughs> other kind of cheese? No, I think just the Roquefort. <laughs> Suit yourself.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. You don't hear that voice on, um, like, can you imagine a kindergarten teacher with that voice? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Put that yeah. down. <laughs> and I mean, no.
1: And then we're going to sing a song. <laughs>
0: you little, you little go, jerk.
1: Go, go take a nap.
0: <laughs> Don't you give me that look, you. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, that's
0: so uh, funny. Let's see. What else? Uh, oh, uh, next week I'm going to the 70th anniversary of a TV station. One of the first TV stations I ever worked at. It's in Boise, Idaho. KTVB. Oh. Oh. And I guess they were must have been founded in 1953. Would that make them 70 now? I think that's right. So they're bringing back all the old alums and through the years uh some of them you you might know at uh, David Curley uh became a very successful ABC news correspondent. Uh-huh. He started there and there'll be some other folks that uh Popped up all over the Northwest and national TV. But um, it reminded me that, that when I I was only at this station for a year and a half, but I started up a TV show. They, they, in the market in Boise when I was there in the 70s, they basically, I don't believe, had any cable TV. So the only TV you could watch was what was local, over the air there. Mm-hmm. The ABC right. affiliate, NBC, CBS, and CBS, PBS, and I think three. there was an independent
1: and, station too, and PBS. So you, typ- yeah. you, typically have four stations to choose from.
0: Correct, and they're in the yes. Central Time Zone, or is it the Mountain zone? Time, mountain Time Zone?
1: They're Mountain. Yeah. yeah. So
0: they, uh, you know, they get everything an hour earlier. So Saturday Night Live, for example, would be on at ten thirty rather than we're used to it on at around eleven thirty, eleven thirty-five. So at ten thirty, at midnight, then after Saturday Night Live was over our TV station would sign off. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night. They go off the air. You know, years later, somebody said, Hey, we could sell that time. Mm -hmm. thus the birth of the infomercial hi it's vince with sham wow you'll be saying wow every time you use this towel so tv stations now are on 24 7 but back then they signed off and all the stations in boise signed off so i went to the general manager of the station i said you know you guys we could do a, a local show of some kind and you could sell advertising and you'd make a bit more money in your broadcast day than you would otherwise nobody had was doing that so we came up with a show called and that's where the name of our podcast came from peculiar playhouse and peculiar playhouse featured old black and white mostly movies from usually like the late 1950s that were really bad i wanted really crappy movies
1: (laughs) Eros, the earth people are getting closer to that which we fear
0: and they only cost us 50 bucks to wow. rent the movie at the time—that's how cheap it was and how terrible the movie was. And so you, were, I,
1: you were the host. Of, I was the host of, the of show. this show called *Peculiar
0: Playhouse*. <laughs> I was a professor named Professor Farndark. I grayed my hair. I put a gray mustache on. I wore loud fluorescent socks <laughs> and wore a stupid-looking suit and and a bow tie. And I was this addle-brained god guy. They called him himself a professor, but of what, we don't know, but he was just really dumb. And it was a part made for me. Tonight's masterpiece film, The Beast of Yucca Flats, received not a single Academy Award nomination. Yes, even in Hollywood, it's always about politics. And uh, it was just really stupid. And And so we would spend a lot of our production time Running around town, doing goofy stunts and stuff. So most of the show was us doing stunts and, uh, and then very little movie. But in everyday life at the TV station, the station manager had a dog named Buford. It was, it was a little rat dog, not very big, and the dog would run all around the building. It had license to do so because it was the general manager's dog, so he could do what he wanted. But there was this guy named Bill that was like the janitor, the fix-it guy. Light bulb went out, out, he'd fix it, you know, all that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there was an intercom in this building. So if you needed to try and find somebody, uh, you know, the general manager would get on his phone and you press a button and then you'd hear it all over the building. Barry, could you come to my office, please? (laughs) And it'd be like that. You'd hear it everywhere. So, uh... One day he goes, more than one day, but it, typically he'd go, Bill, this is uh, this is Bob. Could you come down to my office? Buford crapped on the carpet. Oh my God! And so this poor schlub, Bill, would have to go down, and clean up the dog turd that oh. Buford had left, Jeez. which was not fair to anybody. No. So, uh, so one day. Uh, his last name was Kruger. Everybody called him Krug. And I said to somebody, hey, is Krug around? He said, no, no, he's he's out. I think he's on out to lunch or something. So I get on the intercom, just thinking it's funny. <laughs> and I get on the intercom, I go, uh, yeah, Bill, this is Krug. for just, uh, he did like a triple... Uh in my uh, office, and it's running down the hall. I think it's oh. something he ate. It's really, oh, geez, I can't even look at it. Bill, get down here and clean this up, would you? Thank you. Oh and and I think, oh, that's funny. Everybody heard that. They'll get a good laugh out of that. And then I hear, like, <laughs> not 10 seconds later, uh, Pat, this is Krug. <laughs> would you come down to my office, please? I think, oh jeez, I'm gonna get fired. But instead he he was laughing heartily when I came in. Thank God. <laughs> but man, I did I did more goofing around in that TV station. Too much goofing around. That's my epitaph. Oh Cashman,
1: yeah, yeah. He's goofed around that, too much. Yeah, too much goofing around. In fact, That's too actually... much goofing
0: around in this podcast, because I think we're at yeah. the end of the road, Lisa.
1: Uh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Vance and Willie. Retired insurance executives decide to drive cross-country. They're on the road seven days, and they finally arrive in California, and they're exhausted, and they take rooms in the very first hotel they find, where both men soon fall into a deep sleep. And at breakfast the next morning, Vance says to Willie, You know, I had the most amazing dream last night. There I was, in Disneyland. With my best friend from childhood, each of us with $30 in our pockets that our mothers gave us. And the most amazing thing of all, that there in Disneyland, there were no lines. We went on all the rides. We ate as much candy as we wanted. I had the time of my life. And Willie says, you know, that was Vance talking there. Willie says... Well, that's great. You know, I also had a wonderful dream last night. No sooner had I gone to bed, when I heard a knock on the door, I opened the door, and there was Marilyn Monroe. Okay, this, is a, this joke's a bit dated. Uh, let's say Heidi Klum. And there was Heidi Klum in a white sundress. I was really tired, but this was the opportunity of a lifetime, so I asked her to come in, in my dream, and we made love, and it was fabulous. And boy, was I ready to sleep after that. Jeez. Vance says, boy, that was a <laughs> wonderful dream. Wait, that dream's not over. Because after after Heidi Klum left, I just put my head down and there was another knock on the door. And I dragged myself out of bed. And there was, I don't know, name another. Beyonce. There was Beyonce in a bathrobe. Without a word, she slinked in, she dropped the robe, and as exhausted as I was, I dragged myself into bed, and it was absolutely incredible. And Vance is (laughs) laughing. Oh boy. Well then, then you went to sleep, right? Well, I wanted to, but there was a third knock at the door. Oh my God. Let me guess. Dolly Parton in a towel? No, you're close. It was Raquel Welch, you know, before she died. Mm-hmm. And she was wearing a negligee. <laughs> and you, you did it again? Believe me, I wanted to, but I just couldn't. I was too tired. She was really disappointed. So then you closed the door on Raquel Welch. Some friend you are. Why didn't you call me? Well, I did call you, but your mother said you went to Disneyland. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for the charity laugh.
1: It was okay. (laughs) Tall and tan and young and lovely, the girl from Ipanema goes walking and when she passes, each one she passes goes... When she... She's like a samba that swings so cool And sways so gentle that when she passes Each one she passes goes She just doesn't see Nem olha pra mim She never sees me Por causa do amor
0: de